Always Loyal Podcast presented by Lucia Capital Group, official wealth management partner of San Diego Loyal. In soccer, you've got 90 minutes to win the match, but how much time do you have to reach your investment goals? The clock is ticking. Don't wait. Go to LuciaLoyal.com right now to get your investment plan started. That's L-U-C-I-A Loyal.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. Season 2, Episode 19 of the Always Loyal Podcast. Jordan Carruth going to be a big one what's happening lots of news on the podcast this week the president of the club ricardo compost will join us break it all down sd loyal taking on dortmund the 8-bit kit is out and much more all coming up on the always loyal podcast It takes years of dedication to become a champion. Palomar Health's team of world-class doctors, nurses, and technicians work tirelessly to ensure that the health care you receive is second to none. Palomar Health, champions of health care, champions for you. Well, here he is, El Presidente, Ricardo Campos, set to join us. This is a huge day for us on the Always Loyal podcast. It's a huge day for San Diego Loyal. It's a huge day for soccer in the city of San Diego because... We are going to make this announcement, Jordan, then we're going to let Ricardo take over and fill us in on some of the details. But you might want to clear your schedule. July 27th, 7.30 p.m. San Diego Loyal hosting Borussia Dortmund at Snapdragon Stadium in Mission Valley. My goodness, what an event, Jordan. Quick thoughts before we say hello to Ricardo. Uh, first thought is excitement. And then my second thought is how, like, how in the world did this happen? How did, how did these two clubs get together and, and set something up for this summer? That's, that's my main takeaway. How did we get this to happen? It's incredible. SD loyal soccer club will play against European opposition for the first time in club history, taken on Borussia Dortmund snapdragon stadium, Thursday, July 27, 7 30 PM. We have some details here and we do have the president of San Diego Loyal, Ricardo Campos. Always welcome on the Always Loyal podcast. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. It's an exciting time. Exciting time. It is exciting. Like we said it during the tease, this must be a major, major deal if you are making yourself available here on very short (laughs) notice to the Always Loyal podcast. You know you're always welcome here with Jordan and yours truly. Ricardo, I, I mean, just hearing us say this, what, what does it mean? I know you've been working hard behind the scenes. Tell us now that it's actually reality, what it means. No, absolutely. This has been, this has been in the works uh, for a little while. We um, it's been a few challenges to, to get it, to get it set up, but uh, it goes way back to a couple of years ago. I have some mutual friends uh, with Benedict who, who represents um, Dortmund on, on their tours uh, we looked at doing some, some, some ways of working together and finding a way to do a friendly, uh, with the world cup last year really made it complicated, um, with schedules for everybody. And so it was, it was actually pretty awesome to figure out a way like, could we do this this year? Does July 27 work for everybody? It took a few months to working together. There is a, a promoter called uh, left field, um, out of Australia. That's, that's helping put this together. They're doing the Dortmund tour uh all over the u.s so dortmund is also playing Man U uh and chelsea um so you know we're we're very happy to be part of that tour you know they're playing us and then two other lower level teams so it's pretty exciting stuff um the game 
mainly is to celebrate, you know, Dortmund looked at, looks at ways to come in and, and play teams that, that have built a community around themselves the same way they have. Right. So for us, we look up to Dortmund in many ways of the yellow wall and the way they've done the way they've built their club with some amazing players, developing players through the years, some key American players. Uh, and so we, we couldn't be more excited to welcome them to San Diego and uh, have us play our first international friendly at Snapdragon. What does it mean to loyal? What does it mean to players, coaches, executives, you, Landon, Andrew Vasiliadis. I, I mean, to, to be able to say that you're going to be on the same pitch as a club that you know, went into the final match day of the of the Bundesliga with an opportunity to win the league championship. What, what, I, what kind of opportunity is that just to to be on the on the field as the same side as as some a club like Borussia Dortmund? Yeah, first of all, congratulate them on their on their amazing season, right? Like at the end of the day, it comes down to one point, one goal, uh, one mistake, one referee mistake, one goalkeeper mistake, one forward miss. So it's they've had an amazing season, and a lot to congratulate them on that. And we're excited to help them prep for next year, which should be a very exciting year for them. They have some exciting player announcements that they're going to be making here before the next before they come play. So there'll be more people who I think will be attracted to this game. Uh, I am not in uh, allowed to share who that is, but um, it's, it's going to be a very exciting player. Uh, I think, especially for our friends South of the border. So um, aside from that, it's, it's an absolute honor, right? That we look to always try to, to be at the best level in everything that we do and playing against a club like Dortmund is an amazing opportunity for every single person in the organization. Uh, especially our players who get to put their their abilities and their skills to the test against one of the top teams in the world. Wow. How about that? We got like an international insider, Ricardo Campos yeah. right here. He's got so a little who's bit that? of player transfer news, right? Who's, like that, player? Uh, who's that player Fabrizio you're not allowed Campos. to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's Messi going now? Tell us what's happening there. <laughs> I think I we know, know where that we know where that's headed. Ricardo, paint the picture for us. I know this is something you've been working on for a very long time. A lot goes into something like this. Now that we know it's officially going to happen, can you paint the picture for the 27th of July, Thursday night, under the lights, Snapdragon Stadium? What do you think that moment's going to be like when you when you watch Bestie Loyal kick off against Dortmund? I'm excited for our supporters. I'm excited for our fans to, to, to experience uh, a match like this. Uh, we've secured uh, Section 138 for our supporters. They're going to have exclusive rights to to buy a, a reduced price ticket in that section. So I'm excited to hear. You know, they bring the 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 absolute environment to Torero. So I'm excited for them to bring that excitement to to Snapdragon and and show what we can do in there. So I'm excited for that moment of you know when when the whistle blows and that initial kick. I think it might take me back a little bit to March 7, 2020. Uh, I'll never forget walking down uh, that ramp and and that kickoff and and that special feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Against Las Vegas that night. This time it's going to be against Dortmund. You mentioned that it's go. It, it took a while. This was something that was in the works before. Other things complicated it. Was there ever a moment where you thought this match would not happen? Multiple times. Just the way these things work. Like friendlies are. Sometimes it seems simple, but there's a lot of things that play into it, right? Like there is travel schedule for the team when are they starting their season where are they playing other games coaching uh needs and requirements of how many minutes they're going to play leading up to different games so we've at, at one point we considered playing 345 minutes with another team so how awkward you know it's kind of a different thing but actually Dortmund recommended of like let's say we had 
Loyal Dortmund and Team C. It would have been 45 minutes, Loyal Dortmund, and then Loyal plays 45 minutes against uh, Team C, and then Dortmund plays at the end against Team C. So it's it's kind of a weird concept, but Dortmund's done it before, and that almost happened. We almost did a double header with, with Cholos, uh, and this other other team. So there's just, it's been a, a tricky process as it usually is and not because of anyone's fault. It's just matching schedules, other games, venue availabilities, player coaches, preseason needs, uh, broadcast. So the game will be on ESPN. We're super excited about that. Oh, wow. um, so a lot of, a lot of fun things um, have to kind of fall into place. So multiple times it wasn't looking like it was going to happen. But recently, and and I have to thank especially Dortmund because they have been committed from the very start uh, of of making Loyal be part of this. There's been opportunities for other teams to come in that might have been a little bit of a uh, of a of a more and more attractive setup um, from a global perspective. But but they stuck to wanting to play Loyal, and we're very appreciative for for their commitment to that. Good on Dortmund. Uh, why Snapdragon? It's a, it's a great venue in town, right? Like we looked at friendlies over the past few years and after Qualcomm was, was turned down, it took a little while for, for Snapdragon to come up. And it's just, it's, it's the only venue that fits more than 5,000 people in San Diego. So uh, Dortmund is, it needs way more than 5,000. And so it's, and it's a beautiful venue, a great field. Uh, there's no bad seat in there. So we're excited to, to have us experience that and our fans experience that as well. I, I love all the planning and details. Like there's so many clubs that, you know, all over the world that take tours here, like, like uh, I'm having to navigate what your way through all the possibilities must be a, an incredible thing, Ricardo, for you to have experienced as well in terms of your players, you know, you're, you're doing this it's mid season, right? Like we'll, we'll get into the month of July. Um, you know, you mentioned some of the, the, you know, the rules that you have to put in place, right? We all remember what happened when, when Bayern Munich came in and like Pep Guardiola got all upset because of how Portland was playing. Um, like, like your players, like, like, how do you think your players approach a match like this? You know, in terms of knowing that they're in the middle of the USL championship season, but you know, then like, this is a once in a lifetime thing for some of the guys that are going to take to the field. Yeah, I think it's it's it actually matched up really well for us of where this falls into our schedule because we play July 14th at Colorado and then we don't have another game until July 29th, which is now that game is going to be moved to July 30th mm. uh, here against Colorado again as well. Um, so it actually will serve as almost a warm-up game leading up to going back into the league. So we get a break of 10 days after a five-game or four-game road trip for, for the boys. So it actually is going to fit up really well for us to prepare to get back and kick off the, the second half of the season for, for the team. From a player's perspective, our guys are, are class acts. And so I have no doubt that they're going to compete. They're going to have a great game, but respectful as well as this is a friendly game. And, and let's make sure that everybody is safe. And, uh, but it's a competitive game and everybody wants to win. Right. I mean... I realize we're we're doing like it's a bit weird timing wise as we're recording a podcast and then the announcement is is here to follow, but like do players know? Like, do you have any sense of what the reaction was like from from those who were involved? Yeah, we shared it with our players. We shared it with our staff uh, a few weeks ago, uh, and they're super excited. They're super excited. It's an awesome opportunity for them uh, in in multiple ways, and so everybody's excited to to play. Um, so you know, but we have some crucial games in the league to play still at home this week, next week, and four games on the road that are going to be very tough, multiple trips to the East coast. 
And so as much as we're excited, we're still very focused on what do we do here in the coming weeks and making sure we're racking up the points. It's a great showcase for the club. No question about that. You get to showcase the supporters, especially if this thing's going to be on uh, one of the ESPN channels, you get to showcase supporters, the players themselves, the club itself. Obviously Dortmund will bring in a lot of supporters. What does this mean for Nate Miller? We've talked about the importance of players going on the field and taking on Dortmund. What does it mean for, for Nate Miller getting, being able to manage against a club like Dortmund? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Nate and the entire coaching staff and, and, and support staff uh, from, from our soccer operations side. I mean, these guys and girls have done a, a phenomenal job prepping the team this year. And this is just one more opportunity to showcase what they've done and what they continue to do at a, at a very high level. Well, very exciting stuff. Snapdragon, July 27th, 7.30 p.m. It's a Thursday night underneath the lights. That's going to yes, be, sir. it's going to be it's wild. Gonna be a lot of fun. That's mm-hmm. going to be a, that's going to be a scene right there. And tickets Thursday, June 8th, uh, pre-sale, 12 o'clock, general public on Friday, June 9th. So Ricardo, anything people need to know if they want to go and attend this, whether they're a current season ticket member or whether they're somebody who's just listening to the podcast. Yeah. So our season ticket holders will get an email uh, with some, some previous access, some pre-access to, um, to the tickets and then it will go on public sale. So one of the benefits of being a season ticket holder to San Diego Low. A uh, quick thought on, uh, you know, Jordan and I will talk about what's happening Friday night against Sacramento Republic. That's upcoming this week. Good to see San Diego Loyal return back to Torero Stadium. But third kit, Ricardo, I always love talking to you about what's going on with the kits. Tell us a little bit about the 8-bit kit. <laughs> so uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, Cinco has designed, Cinco and Charlie. Uh, Cinco is the guy who, you know, local guy, well, considers himself a local guy. He was on the podcast with you guys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, develop, develop this, this Jersey last year, just love the combination of like a little bit of the old school ladies with, with the beach. And normally you don't see that connection. Um, and so I, I love the Jersey took a little bit of a risk with the SD instead of the crest, but I think it matched really well. And Charlie executed it to perfection. In my opinion, I got to say, it's my favorite Jersey this year. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's one of those things. Charlie has just continued to, to knock it out of the park from 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 putting these things out and, and the quality of them. And so we're excited to play with them on Friday. But with all that that fun, it's a huge game on the field for us against Sacramento. Very, very big game. Uh, we have retro night off the field, getting a lot of people out to, to Friday night lights at Torero. Uh, a little bit of a retro night playing some 80s music. But on the field, it's going to be a battle. Uh, Sacramento is a, is a really good team really good performer and we we're going to have to bring our a game to, to take three points from, from the leader of our conference. Can you explain why that's considered a risk? Just because of tradition, right? Like a lot of people look at the crest would be the, the only thing in there, but we feel like San Diego is at our core. And so pulling the symbol of the SD that we created for our crest and using that uh, is a little bit of a risk, but not too much because at the core San Diego is in our hearts. And so we, we believe in, and putting that out in front. They look great on social media, but for me, I always have to like go through a filter. Like, all right, social media is one thing. Seeing it in real life or in television is a completely different thing. They appear, and I haven't seen one in person quite yet, but these look like they're going to be even better when you see them in person. They look great on social media, Ricardo, and I'm sure they're going to look great on television, but I, at least from my perspective, it looks like they're going to come across best in person. In person, they're even better. When they arrived, I was like, 
in appropriate language, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, like really, really, really thought it was like seeing it in person. I was like, wow, we really knocked this one out. So I'm glad, you know, our marketing team had just do a phenomenal job every time, every single one of them of prepping this stuff, coming up with fun ideas of how do we promote this? How do we, and then executing it to their ideas. It's, 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 it's been quite quite fun to watch what they do. Uh, but in person, I do think it's even better than what you've seen in pictures. And uh, were you a Nintendo uh, entertainment system player as a younger person, Ricardo? Did you have a favorite game? Was it was it Blades of Steel? Was it Zelda? Was it Duck Hunt? What was it? So I'm going to take a little bit of credit here. I'm not the most creative guy, but I'm going to take a little bit of credit that I do believe that I brought the summer, the California games idea to the marketing team. I'm, I'm going to take that. Maybe Travis Ray will, will will disagree later, but I think I was the one who said, "Hey, why don't we do a summer games kind of thing?" Uh, so yes, I did play that game. That surfing game was probably the hardest game I've ever played in my life. It was so hard to keep that guy on the way. But uh, maybe it was the the remotes at the time. Maybe it was the the gameplay. But uh, yes, I, I I did enjoy my uh, my gaming a little bit when I was younger. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, Ricardo, like we said, we knew it must be a big day. For SD Loyal, if you are chiming in and jumping in on the Always Loyal podcast, we thank you very much for doing this. Exciting times, great announcement. Super excited about Friday night. Super excited about the third kit. Super excited about what's coming up in July. A lot of good stuff happening around San Diego Loyal. We're proud to be a part of it. Thank you, Ricardo. Thank you both. Thank you guys for having me. Put your values in action by doing your banking with Blue Peak Credit Union, a purpose-driven financial institution. Learn more at bluepeak.com, official credit union of San Diego Loyal. Must meet membership and account criteria. Blue Peak? Blue Peak. There he is, the president of SD Loyal, Ricardo Campos, joining us on the Always Loyal podcast, talking about a, a lot of different things, including the big matchup coming up against Dortmund, July 27th, Thursday night, Snapdragon Stadium. It's going to be a 7.30 kickoff. Uh, section 138 will be the place to be, it sounds like. And that is huge news for the club, but also, of course, talking about the new 8-bit kit and a little bit what's been happening on the field as of late. A very good appearance from the president. Absolutely. And he's a busy man, too. Like, we actually caught him pulled over on the side of a road so that he could tell us some of the details about July 27th, the kit, where we are in the season. Just looking quickly at the calendar, I know it's it's always busy in the summer months in San Diego. And this match is on a Thursday. It'll come a couple of days after Manchester United plays Wrexham. So really, really good news. Cause I know, you know, that week is going to be a very interesting week. There's no Padre conflict that night, Jordan, which is always something people have to think about because the Padres have, have really done well attendance wise. So that could be a really fun Thursday, maybe like take the day, do a little bit of tailgating, go on out there, get the grills, get the carne asada, get the cervezas. Let's see what happens there for a 7.30 kick at Snapdragon Stadium. The first ever time for Loyal playing there. The first ever time for Dortmund, to my knowledge, visiting San Diego. We know we've had other European clubs visit San Diego. This is the first time I can recall, right, Dortmund visiting. So, And we know they're incredibly popular, successful. My gosh, how heartbreaking was that to watch the final match of Dortmund's season, but then to see the incredible support that Dortmund got from the yellow wall, the supporter section there. We know people who were in the building that night just to see the kind of loyalty that it had, the kind of support it had from some its supporter section was amazing. Maybe the best part of that, even through the disappointment of it all. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. You know, might have to 
might have to to schedule an off day so we can go hang out San Diego style, go kick it out in the parking lot and do a little bit of tailgating on a Thursday. Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good plan. I was already thinking of how to adjust my work schedule to make sure that's that's going to work out. I think what I'll do is I'll work from PlayStation that day because it's a little bit closer to Snapdragon. And then you break away from the office in time to to tailgate and have a good time. We could tailgate down there, right? That's a thing. I think so. I if not, we're gonna do been it. Been there I, before. I've whether they want us to or it. not, that's what's gonna happen. Um, so we'll head down early, we'll tailgate, and we'll be able to watch SD Loyal take on Dortmund. Dortmund. I mean, we got Borussia Dortmund coming to town. Right. <laughs> I mean, like as Ricardo said, probably gonna have a couple of high profile signings because it's a high profile club. We know some of the players who are there, whether they're going to make this trip. Some of these summer tours can be a little bit tricky, so we'll see what actually happens. But, uh, you know, the Gio Reyna plays there. You know, Jude Bellingham plays there. So at least as of now, you know, this this might change. This might change in five days. This might change in five weeks. So we'll see. But uh, super excited just to be a part of it in Southern California. So that's that's a, a really, really great opportunity for people. Yeah, it feels like showcase is the right word to describe it because a lot of different groups – however you want to attack it, you, you got to showcase the supporters themselves. They're going to be all over television and mm. people are going to be tuning in from all over the world to see that supporters group. So I think a great showcase for locals, a great showcase for Chavos, of course, um, but then a great opportunity for the players out on the field to actually perform Nate Miller and the coaching staff. Of course, you're going to see this as a great opportunity as well. How often do you get this opportunity to kind of mark it up and, and see what you got against a team like Dortmund and just overall, I think the whole experience is it's going to be kind of surreal. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a night we'll never forget. With you on that one, one thousand percent. Now that the president is not on the podcast. What did you think of the third kit? Really good. I, I, I'm being very honest when I say and I usually I, I think now that I'm thinking back on it, when I describe the other kits we've seen, I usually kind of chop it up to like, all right, well, here's how it looks on social media. Here's how it would look on television. And here's how it would look in person. All three very different conversations and three very different things. Uh, social media, very easy. That's just imaginary fantasy land type of thing. But it looks really good there. What does it look like on television? I have a feeling it's going to look great, but I think it's going to look best in person. Like that's something you can definitely see around San Diego and be like, yep, that fits. That 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 looks like San Diego. I think you said it well too, in person. And this is a lesson learned from the kits that we started the season with. Cause I remember thinking, yeah, that orange one. Okay. I feel like I've seen that. I feel like I've, I've seen enough orange kits in my life, but then to see the orange kit for 2023 in person was a total game changer. I went from, yeah, the toy green is going to be the one that you really are going to want. And then I saw the orange like, Whoa, that's totally different. Mm-hmm. So yes. And, and I thought it was really interesting what Ricardo said about how much time and energy you have to, to think about, okay, like the crest is the crest and we know how sacred crests are in the sport. So to do something where you're putting the SD soccer ball, which is a logo I love, I really do. I love that. I have a lot of like hats, shirts, things like that with that logo on it. Just the the thought that you have to put into a decision like that is such an interesting backstory of it all. And and give credit to Charlie football because Charlie football knocks it out of the park. I, I know I saw this on, I want to say it was on Football Americas with, Hercules Gomez and Sebastian Salazar, they do their, is this dripping or is this tripping, which is a good bit, right? And then they thought it was dripping, which is a good compliment for SD Loyal. And um, 
Oh, Charlie football gets a lot of credit for its creativity, whether you're a fan of Liga Emeckis. I was just at the CONCACAF Champions League final, and I can tell you the Leon shirts, Club Leon, their Charlie football, Club Tijuana. So um, nothing against Adidas, which is the primary MLS kit sponsor. I think it's the only uh, only brand worn in Major League Soccer. But it's nice when you do have a company that you partner with a company like Charlie football because, man, they are super creative. They're willing to to just go outside the box a little bit. And I thought they did that again with this one. Yeah. Also a special shout out to Cinco for being a part of that process as well. Uh, Ricardo giving us a little bit of insight there. We, we chatted with Cinco a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. If you missed that, go back, listen to it. He's had a, a lot to do with how SD loyal looks. And this is just the latest example of it. Charlie, of course, deserves a ton of credit, uh, but shout out to Cinco as well. So Really cool announcement with Dortmund this week. It's been a busy week, very newsy for SD Loyal. Dortmund, the 8-bit kit, um, and of course, coming up this week at home, a little bit different, Darren, a Friday night match for SD Loyal. They'll be taking on Sacramento. Usually we're seeing them on a Saturday night at Torero or a Sunday day game. Here's a different opportunity for those who want to make it out on a Friday night. Yeah, and it's been a minute. I had to look up when the last time was that San Diego Loyal actually played at home, and it was May 13th, which yeah, I know as you know, we're sitting here and recording uh, on a weekday morning, doesn't feel like it's that long ago, I guess, in the big picture, but but it does feel like it's it's been a while. May 13th last time, and Loyal's dropped a couple of consecutive matches at home at Torero Stadium. Jordan, I don't know what's going on. It was, it was this past weekend taken on San Antonio in San Antonio, where Loyal's down three goals. They're down three goals to none within 16 minutes of the match. Obviously go up a man, which we can talk about here momentarily, but, but, you know, one of the things I think that Nate Miller talked about post game and, and Nate had a lot of interesting things to say, but was this, this recent run for San Diego loyal, which is finding itself a little bit of an, in a hole. Now you're in a huge hole when you find yourself behind three goals to none away at a place like San Antonio, but the previous match, you were down a couple of goals Previous before that, a couple goals down against Miami, had to have that ridiculous come from behind victory, uh, down against El Paso at home. So I, 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 I'm going to stop short of saying that this is a trend, but finding yourself chasing these matches seems to be something we've seen probably more than, than you definitely more than you would want. Let's not sugarcoat it. Uh, chasing these matches, you know, I, I'm sure that they're spending a lot of time trying to figure out why it is that this has happened uh, a lot recently here over the last five, six matches of the season. Yeah, the good news is they've very often been able to find a way to get back into the match and at least secure a point, if not more. Um, It has been impressive the way they've been able to rally back. But of course, you don't want to put yourself in that position every single time. And so, you know, for a fact, those conversations are definitely being had. What, What changes can be made? How do you influence the match early on to make sure that you're not finding yourself down a few goals early on. Right. Uh, I mean, listen, come... I'll just go through it real quick. Down 03 to San Antonio, down 02 to Oakland. You know, there was no comfort no behind victory there. there. Found yourself down 02 to Miami, figured it out. Uh, well, maybe it wasn't there. 02, but, you know, you were down, you were chasing. That's right. They you know, alternated goals there. They alternated goals, but they still, you know, they're, they're in a little bit of a hole. Uh, RGV, they were down 3 1 at home, ended up making it 3 2. So it looked, you know, so it's just, you know, I, I, listen, everybody wants to play from ahead, right? Especially the way Loyal plays. But I, I don't know if it's something different that the other squads are doing or if this is something that that Nate Miller feels like he needs to fix amongst his club. But uh, I would feel safe in saying I, you know, I give Nate credit. He had four substitutions at the half. Have you ever seen that in your life? 
And we saw that, um, you know, three substitutions in the um, Open Cup against Seattle. So, you know, I, I don't know that Nate constantly wants to have to make these kind of wholesale changes here just to get themselves back into the matches. We're still at a point in the season where there's a lot of season left to go. And it feels like, you know, that you, you could be using and burning a lot of energy just chasing your way back into some of these matches. So I know it's easy to sit and say this whole stuff on the podcast. Right. But uh, I, I'm sure Nate, uh, knowing Nate a little bit like we do, Nate Miller, that he is probably losing some sleep. And also, um, man, this was really interesting from Nate Jordan. I know you know you and I talked a little bit about it before we started the podcast. This was a uh, a crazy Saturday night match in San Antonio. Down three goals to none within 16 minutes. Then San Antonio gets a player, shown a second yellow, kicked off. You're playing a man up for about 70 minutes. Some of these stats in this game are ridiculous against San Antonio. 79% possession for Loyal, 444 passes to 75. Up a man for 70 minutes, could barely get a shot on target in the first half. Give me that pass stat one more time. 444 to 75. 79% possession. 84% possession in the second half of this match. Had to score in the 95th minute just to get a point. And what a point it was. But uh, Nate Miller, not exactly shy talking about uh, what it's like playing San Antonio. And and listen to what he says about the way San Antonio went about its business and uh, some of the rough stuff that he had a chance to see uh, in the match on Saturday night. First of all, I think it's a shame. I mean, if there was VAR, it'd have probably had seven men. I mean, we have punches being thrown in the box, players being spit at multiple times, um, like just violent conduct. And I think that's that's crazy. And I think that it has to be a football match. Uh, yeah, we need to be physical and we need to be better, but there are certain violent behavior I don't think should be in any game and it needs to be addressed. Um, and how we started the game again was, again, very poor, which is so frustrating. It's something that we've been harping on, and our center backs have to do a better job of winning duels in big moments. Um, and, you know, we had two teenagers today, and Jackson Duran have struggled a bit against grown men um, and get beaten in there in the first 15 minutes and with physicality, and you have to learn from that, but you also have to be brave to step up. After that moment, I think our team responded really well because when you're down 3-0, it's very easy to just to chuck away the plan and to just play emotionally, but they played with great structure, with great togetherness, with great composure, and you just keep creating chances and you focus on the next play. And then when we made all the adjustments we made and changed shape, I think the players were really focused to execute those moments. And I think the players deserve so much credit for how they responded in that second half, for how they executed, for how we played football in the second half and stayed away from a, a, a street fight and played football. And that's what we want to do. But we have to be ready to, to also fight in the moment. So I would have loved to win the game today. Um, but I think considering the circumstances, I think our team showed some stuff that was good. Yeah, a lot of, I mean, this season, this team has proven late in the game, you can never count them out. Yeah. Um, can you just kind of talk about that, that moxie that this team has? Yeah, I think what we've improved at this over time, this isn't just this year, it's over time, is to always just stay present and focus on the next action and play our football and not worry about what the score is. When we were down 3-0, I asked our guys to play like they're down 1-0, meaning you have control. We still have good ending counter shape. We still counter press the same way. We still pull them out of position. Um, yes, we've shown that we can come back, but I'm really unhappy with how we're starting games, and that has to change. Um, it has to change, and our guys have to address that, and I have to address that, and we're trying trying our best but um it's just going to be an obstacle we have to overcome how much are you guys looking forward to two straight home games yeah these road games we have the schedule this year was tough with we have a you know, three games in a row on the road then a four game stretch it's hard 
but uh, no one feels bad for you in this business. <laughs> They're here to, to beat you. So yeah, we're, looking, we're really looking forward to going in front of our fans um, and, and give them an amazing effort. Although the, the games we have coming up are really hard, so we better be ready. So some spicy commentary there from, from Coach Miller, at least cool. laying it out on what it kind of looked like from his perspective. Um, I, I think some of that only adds to the spice, Darren, is the fact that we're going to see San Antonio here relatively soon once again. Yeah, uh, Sacramento Friday night and then San Antonio the following Wednesday. So midweek against San Antonio. And, and uh, I guess if there's any good news here, it's that you should not be surprised at this point if this is San Antonio's reputation. You know, if that's the way they're playing and the broadcasters alluded to it, I guess they had an opportunity to talk with the San Antonio coaching staff and said, you know, that they knew what it was that Loyal was coming in there to do. They know the kind of style. They know the game. So, you know, they were there to disrupt it. So uh, if if that at all caught Loyal by surprise this past weekend, June 3rd, 3-3 draw at San Antonio, I don't think that that would take anybody by surprise coming up Wednesday on the 14th. But it's Sacramento first, Jordan. Sacramento, top of the table. They're very good. Very, very good. A Friday night match, 7 o'clock, Torero Stadium. Super excited to get back inside of the friendly confines. A very good squad in Sacramento, a team that is top of the table out West. And that is a team that you really don't want to fall behind early on. You don't want to give up a couple goals early on against Sacramento and then put yourself in a position to have to fight your way back. It is not easy against that team. It's not easy to do it against San Antonio either. And SD loyal were able to find a way to do it. I don't know if a red card will be involved this time around against Sacramento, um, but without it, it's it's definitely one of those clubs where you don't want to find yourself down a couple goals early on and, and trying to really press forward to to come up with those goals. It's worked a few times uh, against that club, specifically in Sacramento. I think it'll be even more challenging. But Friday night, underneath the lights at Torero Stadium, it's only been a few weeks, but it feels like it's been forever since we've had a home match for SD Loyal. I'm very excited for them to to finally be back home. Yep, absolutely. Top of the table, Sacramento, eight wins, a loss, four draws, 28 points. El Paso sitting second, San Antonio sitting third. So it's not just this one, it's the stretch of matches. Then there's Loyal, 13 matches in, six wins, Jordan, four draws, three uh, three draws, four losses, excuse me, 21 points. But like I said, uh, consecutive home losses at Torero Stadium is not something I'd have to go back and see when the last time was that that happened. But uh, it it feels like it's been a while because we know how important playing at Torero Stadium is, especially when you're trying to host playoff matches like we were uh, were focused on a season ago. I'm sure the focus remains the same here. You know, better opportunity to win when you're playing at home. So hopefully getting back to their winning ways on a Friday night. By the way, um, we we missed this in the uh, the kit reveal conversation. What's that? Joe Corona mm-hmm. was asked to to wear the eight bit kit. And if you're wondering who Joe was modeling the third kit with, her name is Jen Munoz. She is a former professional soccer player, a midfielder from Montebello, California, who represented Club America and uh, the Mexican national team. So if you were wondering, is that somebody who was just randomly selected scroll, you know, rolling up and down the beaches of San Diego County? It was not. I don't know that she and Joe Corona were we're both representing Club America simultaneously since uh, the two of them spent a little bit of time there. But if you were wondering, she is a uh, CONCACAF media member and uh, pretty popular on social media. She used to play for New Mexico in college, and I remember her scoring lots of goals against San Diego State doing those broadcasts. 
She scored a few goals against the Aztecs. Very good. Very mm-hmm. good player. Mm-hmm. Um, and a player who talks about <clears throat> how she wasn't even sure she wanted to play beyond college. And next thing you know, you're playing for the national team in Mexico. You're playing for Club America. That's, that's a big change from like, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this. That's, that's a huge change. So all part of the announcement. Really cool. It's been a very busy week. The Dortmund match getting announced. I, I think that takes center stage. That's huge. Like you could easily argue that's one of the biggest matches in club history coming up July 27th at Snapdragon. It's a Thursday night. Um, and it pushes back one of the league games against Colorado that gets pushed back a day. So that will help them a little bit that you're still going to have to balance that roster a tad. I would imagine if you're going to play Thursday and then play again on Sunday, there's going to be a little bit of a balancing act there, but it doesn't matter. You have Dortmund coming to town and that's going to be a ton of fun. So that's huge news. The eight bit kit, of course, huge news looks fantastic. You'll have an opportunity to buy it Friday night, Torero stadium. I believe you can order them now on the website essentially a pre-order, but uh, things aren't going to get shipped out in, for a few days. But you will have the opportunity coming up here uh, Friday at Torero Stadium to get your hands on those brand new kits, who, again, I think those are going to look even better. If you think they look good on social media, they they seem to be a type of kit that will look even better in person. Um, and I'm glad that they've already secured a, a, a section for the supporters for that match against Dortmund. That's going to be cool, Section 138. So season ticket members... Uh, be on the lookout for some information, pre-sale access to get those tickets and then know that you'll be sitting together. So that's pretty rad. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot happening here. You know, fighting your way back to a 3-3 draw at San Antonio, hosting Sacramento on a Friday night, followed by San Antonio, then this ridiculous East Coast swing where you have to play three consecutive weeks on the Eastern time zone, I think. I think I have that right. I think I have my geography right. Maybe Indianapolis is central. I'm not sure. They don't. They're a little weird there. Uh, Ronaldo Demuz ended up with a brace. The Dortmund match, the third kit. Man, that's a lot. A lot happening here. I'm glad the match with Dortmund worked out. There's no way lining up a team from Germany and a team in San Diego with two very different calendars that they're going off of. No way that process is easy to actually track down a date that works, especially when you just don't like Torero stadium is not an option for that match. And so that only adds another layer of to something that is already complicated. I'm just really glad it worked out because that's going to be such a special night. And as you, and, and it's a crowded week already. Cause you know that there's a couple of other European clubs that are coming to town and then Ricardo I'm, I'm, Looking forward to, to hearing a little bit more about Club Tijuana was supposed to be or or uh, at least conceptually thought to, to be involved on a doubleheader kind of opportunity against another European club. So I, I think that that's right around the League's Cup time between League Amakis and MLS. So I'm not sure maybe maybe that had something to do with Club Tijuana with Cholos, but... Still, like, like a lot of moving freaking parts, man. Like yeah. that's a lot of stuff happening there. You got to get people at Snapdragon on board. Club from Germany's on board. <laughs> you know, like you yourself got to finagle your way around your own schedule. Colorado Springs. Then you got to get Club Tijuana involved. Now you got like North American stuff and lower division stuff and a stadium that's hosting and hosting a different event. Like, man, that must have been an exhausting thing. Right. It's hard enough tracking down people like, like coworkers for meetings. They're like, we we're on the same team here. It's tough enough to track <laughs> it down. And like, you're, you're talking about three different calendars that have to all sync up. You have to, the stadium is asking itself very different questions. SD loyal asking itself its own set of questions. And then Dortmund, of course, you have to make sure it fits everything there. So that that's not as simple as picking up, looking up Dortmund's phone number on Google and being like, Hey, let's call them. See if they're, 
available on the 27th. That's not exactly how that works. So really cool that it was able to all come together. And it sounds like at least there are going to be moments in a process like that where you really do wonder, like, I don't know if this will happen. So I'm glad it is. I'm glad it's in. It's official. I'm with you. Well, Jordan, I'm just excited. First and foremost, Friday night, 8-Bit Kit, Sacramento Republic, Friday night, Torero Stadium. Let's go. Let's go. All right. I'll see you Friday night at Torero. We'll see you at Torero.